Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. And uh, this afternoon, uh, we covered some ground. We heard our Andy turn his back on... A lot of money. Yes, that's yeah, true. Uh, that's yeah. quite a shocker. I have told the story before. Yeah, but, but yeah. I think you can told listeners. it in fullness. You, you took us back. Basically, you took us back to the heady days of the 70s. <laughs> I think it might have been the 80s now, I think. About oh, okay. It. <laughs> Never mind. It's Doesn't quite matter. a great memory. <laughs> um, and Shane Warne joined us. Yes. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. he was good. Good value. Um, so you'll hear from Shane and a bit of us. And that's effectively it. I hope you enjoy yeah. it. Six minutes mm. past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, it's a very happy birthday it? to... It's Murray Walker's birthday. It is. He's is nine, it? Uh, how 95. Is 90. That's amazing. It is. And there goes another year for Murray Walker. Yeah. I, give you I, knew, that. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, I knew, I'd put, 95. I'd put my house on the woods and there goes... <laughs> well, of course. ...in utter next. Yeah. That's great, have, isn't it? You could have just done it. Yeah, 95. Tremendous. Well done to him. He's Not a great the, advert, much like yourself, yeah. Andy, for, for keeping active in your dotage, isn't That's, he? Oh, very much he's so, He's kept, yeah. you know, that he's... He went out and he worked. He worked yeah. for a very, very long time. It's not long. He's trying to get me to work here till I'm 95. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, even Imagine. Murray knew his, you know, he stood down in the end. And I think you'll know. You'll I'll know, know the moment. I mean, you'll know the Let's be honest. I'm surprised you haven't spotted it already. <laughs> but you'll know the moment, Andy. I don't know what it is. It's probably when. It'll yeah. be like a, I'll look next door and the producer will be like Gary Lineker when, when Gaza got booked. It'll be like, have a word with him and then I'll know. I'll know it that. Might be it might be you. You never know. And then you'll be You might down. go earlier. Yeah. But who knows? Well, who knows, yeah. Seven schools in London have had to close after an infestation of false widow spiders. Oh, yeah. I always think they sound like the insect version of a false number nine. Yeah. It's like a real They're a good spider. side, but they don't play with a tradition. <laughs> they just play with a false widow spider. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. That sort of idea. It's yeah. not like the praying mantis, the, like the big... Like, Good legs for a big man. Type yeah, thing, you know? yeah, that sort of idea. Yeah. Uh, of course, no football on last night. So I. What did uh, you watch instead? Oh, I'm always quite interested <clears> to know. In the absence of uh, football, I mean, I watched something. You, I watched something you would have loved. Well, I could have watched the women's football. I, yeah. I sort of toyed with it, but then I decided. Mm, well, it's a very troubling uh, documentary about Syria. So uh, did I, you? There's absolutely nothing funny <laughs> no, about no that. No comedy no. there. I watched the Thirty for Thirty, an old one that I'd had taped from. Hmm. I didn't realise I taped it in December. I hadn't watched it. It, it was about Chuck Wepner. Do you know about Chuck Wepner? I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a he was a boxer who fought Ali, took Ali to the fifteenth round. Mm. He was a, gave him a great fight, knocked him down. Yeah, oh, that's Just, right. He did. He yeah, fought yeah. him immediately after the Foreman fight. Mm. But the whole thing is, it's called the real Rocky. 
and he sued Sylvester Stallone because Rocky was based on his fight with Ali and Stallone admitted that he was inspired by Weapon. It was a, it was really weird. He never got a dime for it or anything. And then I mean, it, was it close enough to his story? Well, it to, was. And then, then he, I mean, because really, the idea of a, of a box. I mean, the idea of boxers winning mm. unlikely fights and going all the way with great fighters is yeah. But even the things that. Weapner for Andre the Giant, you know the wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nice an excellent scene. documentary about him. If yeah, you get yeah. a chance to see. It and well. uh, th- then Weapner ended up in prison for some reason or other. Mm. And uh, Stallone visited him. He said, "Meet the real Rocky." He said to everybody. So oh, in the okay. end, well, that slightly he, yeah. damages your legal yeah, case. He basically it? settled out of court. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was an amazing fight. James Brown sang the anthem. He really mangled it. it was incredible. Really? Uh, yeah. The whole thing was. I'll check it out. It's yeah, good. really, well, you, really. At least, interesting. You, at least you did something sporting. Which that was good. And then I watched Bake Off, which is slightly sporting. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It was vegan week. Do you know that three and a half million people are vegan? I know That's they incredible, are, Incredible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I sort of get it. Really. I don't really get the thing they don't eat honey, though, because I think that's mad. Bees make honey, you might as well eat it. It's incredibly I good for you. Them, you're asking the wrong person. Don't, you don't have to milk them or anything, do you? Yeah, so well, you'd you have go. a job, wouldn't you? <laughs> Imagine t- Donald Trump's tiny hands would be called upon, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't they, they, they to do would. that? His little milking <laughs> the others of a bee. That story about Geraint Thomas, the Tour de France winner. Well, troubling, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, had his, he's had his Tour de France trophy What's nicked. Well, how much, there's no value in that trophy. It's not like a Super Bowl ring. It's just a trophy. How much can it actually be worth if it isn't yours and you didn't win it? Is there a whole raft of private Strange. collectors out there who've just got nicked stuff? Yeah, come round my house and see the uh, Geraint Trophy, Tour de France trophy that I stole. Yeah. And uh, look at the, the reflected glory I get from nicking yeah. somebody else's achievements. I know. I'm really proud of myself. Weird. I don't get it. But there you go. What can you do? Mm. Not a lot. Is this it? Is that, a, well, is that you, you know, Andy? I might save a little bit for later. I don't want to go. Although uh, Amir Khan is making a rap song with Naughty Boy. Yeah, I know that. I thought, yeah, and you know that. I, say, okay. I did. Well, I saw that in yeah. the. I saw it in the same paper that you did. Well, Andy. I'm quite. I've, I've got my the <laughs> the ground really. To, I'm not familiar with Naughty Boy's work. Well, yeah. I'm a bit. You know. Yeah, I'm quite surprised he isn't working with Marshmello. Who's working with Rita Ora? I thought I'd just let you know oh, that. What about that? Eh? <laughs> oh, Rita. stuff you're picking up. She's brilliant, isn't it? Today's you Rita, and the kids. Today's Rita Ora story is fantastic. Rita talks about herself, which is nothing unusual there. Yeah. And wears a stripy coloured dress. What, really, really worth putting in the papers. Well done. Well, I would have read it. Anyway, just to let you know, <laughs> um, we're going to be keeping you in touch with the cricket this afternoon. England uh, playing Sri Lanka in the first one day. Sounding good, I might yeah. say. Coverage is excellent. The boys are doing a brilliant job out there. And um, like a lot of times, you know, it's raining and you're thinking, oh, well, I won't listen if it's not raining. But you've got Mark Butcher, a very interesting chat with Mark yeah. Butcher. The, the rain chat was good. And Neil Manthorpe mm. and Goffey earlier on and Mark mm. Nicholas. So I advise you turn this off, this rubbish. Yeah, we're, and we're, honestly, can't listen. They're brilliant. <laughs> They're better than us. But it is uh, live and exclusive coverage of Sri Lanka versus England over on TalkSport 2. And when they get mm. underway once again, uh, we will um, keep you updated. John Norman will be keeping us updated. We'll drop in, I think. We're going to drop in now and again. Mm. On, we're going to eavesdrop on the coverage um, throughout the day. I'm a big fan of Jared Kimber as well. He's, uh, yeah, we he's very with good. Him last summer. He's very good. He, mm. he knows his cricket inside out. And he's, uh, John Warden as well has, has been excellent been today, hasn't he? Way. Yeah, they've all been good. Yeah, so we've um, got a brilliant team out there, um, and it's, uh, it's ad-free, and you can listen to the coverage over on TalkSport 2. Now, um, talking cricket, we've got a great guest this afternoon. Shane Warne will be joining us. His uh, autobiography is out, No Spin, which he's actually written with Mark Nicholas. It's a cracking mm. read. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. He's, he's been searingly on, honest, as has Mark Walters. Um, his book, Winging It, is out. And Mark will be here in the studio uh, in just over an hour's time. It's, a, again, fascinating read. A great career and an excellent player, really. 
the winger, the the art of the winger, the out and out winger. Yes, changed. Now they're the wing back, or they're mm. the the guy that kind of plays a bit more central, aren't they? In the old false three, winger now. <laughs> in the, the false winger, <laughs> yeah. in the three or whatever, the yeah. two behind the striker. That's no, true. So we'll talk to Mark about that, and we'll talk, you know, about his old clubs and how he thinks they're faring at the moment, and and a lot of other matters besides. If you've got any questions for Mark, talksport.com forward slash H and J, text to eight ten eighty nine. And tweet to TS Agent J. Before that, we're talking B teams that could be on their way back. We'll explain why. Uh, and iPads that are making Premier League managers behave much better, apparently. Martin Lipton's mm. been writing about that today in The Sun. Um, we're also going to be chatting to the Telegraph's Daniel Schofield, uh, reflecting on a nil-nil draw in a game of rugby union at the weekend featuring yeah. London Welsh. And not at a time when the weather's so bad they couldn't grip the ball and all that. That's kind of well, what you'd expect. No, actually the weather conditions played it? Oh, they did Saturday. Play it. Oh, they it was did. hammering down. Oh, yeah, it was really it was, windy. Yeah, no, I mean, it did play its part, but nil-nil, really, mm. in a game of rugby union. I mean, no. we saw a 4-2 game of rugby league, the million-pound game. I mean, yeah, that was, now the weather very, was all right. Very, I watched a bit of that. That's very low for a, for a rugby match. Yeah, it is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Mark Nicholas is working with us, uh, of course, uh, for TalkSport 2 out in Sri Lanka at the moment. Last time we saw mm. Mark, he said, oh, I'm, I'm working uh, with uh, Shane Warren at the moment on his uh, book. And we said, OK, we'll look forward to that. Well, it's out. Yeah. It's called No Spin, and it's, it's a fine read. And joining us now, the man himself, one of the great, Shane Warren. Good afternoon, Shane. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, we're good, good yeah. Uh, so Mark said he was enjoying the process of working uh, with you on this and sort of eking out all those stories. It sounds like it, it's all gone well for you. Yeah, look, I've, the feedback's been fantastic. I've been blown away from the feedback that um, people have given us. Mark's done a wonderful job helping me write the book. Um, and it's, yeah, no, very, very proud of the way it's come up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful career. I mean, sometimes people forget, and we were just talking about you the other day, you, you're in the wisdom top five cricketers of all time. I mean, that must make you very proud. That's, that's some achievement. Yeah, I was blown away by that too. You know, when I was still currently playing at that time in 2000, I was sort of halfway through my career to be voted as one of the five greatest cricketers of all time. It was pretty amazing, um, but to be voted by your peers. So, yeah, that was amazing. The other thing about that was that... Uh, Sir Jack Hobbs, Sir Donald Bradman, Sir Viv Richardson, <laughs> yeah. Sir Garfield Taylor were the other four. Oh. So I know it's a long way to Australia for that knighthood, but uh, maybe you know, some one day in the post if I see or something, it'll finally get there. Yeah. Well, you, you could have potentially been one of the greatest Aussie rules players of all time. We see you were lost. There's a great picture of you. Spectacular hair, Shane. little uh, peroxide <laughs> blonde mullet That's you had it. back in the 80s. Uh, playing for St That's Kilda. It. So you're a decent player. Yeah, I love playing football. That's all I ever want to do. My dream was to play AFL football um, for the Saints and try that. And then my world was sort of shattered when they sent me a letter saying, oh, your services are no longer required, basically saying you're not good enough. Um, so at, I think, 19 years of age, I was sort of like, what am I going to do now? Uh, I delivered beds. I was uh, working for a jewellery factory. I was delivering pizzas on a Friday night. <laughs> uh, I did a couple of semesters studying accounting at Moravan Taste, mm. uh, but nothing really grabbed me that much. And I came over to England in 89 and played cricket and um, sort of fast-tracked because in Australia, when you play league cricket or club cricket, as we call it, you might bowl on a Saturday bat the following Saturday, the next Saturday bat, the next Saturday it might rain, and then the next Saturday you might bowl. So you might have a bowl every five weeks in a match. 
Mm. Where here, I was playing four or five games during the week for six months. So I really sort of that 10,000 hours hours theory, I suppose, of just bowling, bowling, bowling. Um, I really sort of fast-tracked my development of bowling leg spin, came back after that and played first-class cricket. And then a year later, I was playing for Australia. So it all happened very, very quickly. Um, had a taste of international cricket and said, right, that's what I want to do. And then I tried to become the best cricketer I possibly could. Now, the, the book is about your life off the field as well. You talk about your relationship with your kids and your marriage and, uh, of course, your relationship with a woman who wore that dress. And, and you've got the cricketing equivalent, that ball, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, it's very People true. People talk about that ball, the italicised word, uh, the one bowled at, at Mike Gatting. I mean, you probably are sick of talking about it, but it, it, it's, it, what a way to announce yourself uh, onto the game. Yeah, look, in 93, it was a long time ago, 25 years ago it was. It was mm. uh, it sort of changed my life, that delivery. Um, and, you know, to be fair, it was a fluke. But I think, <laughs> it, was I think it was something that was meant to be. Um, you know, to bowl the perfect leg break with your first ever ball against the old enemy in an Ashes series was uh, pretty amazing stuff. And I never get sick of watching it. Actually, when you see these sports shows and that, and they show highlights of great moments and they show that delivery, I... Um, it sort of brings back some wonderful memories. We, well, we had that ball recently, but you've probably seen it. Everybody was... Uh, Adil Rashid um, had, uh, the, mm-hmm. went over India, had a, a ball, and people Vera were... Cody, was like, it? Yeah, they were making those comparisons, Shane. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I saw the delivery Rashid bowled, and um, fantastic. More of it, please. More spinners to bowl those sort of deliveries. I'd love it. Mm. I think yeah. it's fantastic to see. Although, with the rise of 2020, leg spin has become a new currency, hasn't it? I mean, every side's got to have a good leg spinner now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, when I was brought up to try and learn my craft, it was all about over after over, ball after ball, bowled in the same spot, be patient. Uh, the young kids now trying to bowl legs been taught never to bowl the same ball twice uh, in the 2020 sort of format of the game. So they never really get the chance to learn their craft and develop their craft. They've always sort of had to bowl different deliveries in 2020 format. But it's great that leg spinners, as you say, are the currency in 2020, and one-day cricket especially, um, that everyone sort of wants one. So anyone that's half-decent has got a good chance. Playing for Australia, I mean, it's, it's a great honour, isn't it? But there's always a lot of politics surrounding the baggy greens, surrounding the captains. You've, you've got quite a bit to say, haven't you, about the captains you played under? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was lucky enough to play under a couple of terrific captains in Alan Border and Mark Taylor. Those guys were superb. Um, you know, Alan Border was probably the toughest cricketer I ever played with uh, and saw. And Mark Taylor was probably the best captain with his communication skills and understanding of spin bowling. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed those guys. It was um, amazing. And uh, look, if you're going to write a book that people want to read, there is an expectation that you can't really be mealy mouth. So, you, you know, you have to be honest. And you've been honest about moments you've had with people like Adam Gilchrist and Steve Waugh and, and Ricky Ponting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it's brutally honest. Sometimes I'm too honest and have no inner monologue or no filter. I just blurt out how I feel without even thinking about it. So I think, look, people might not like what you say or hear, but I think they respect you for being honest. And being respected is more important than being liked. So I hope people, when they read my book, they get a better understanding of what makes me tick, um, who I am. I'm not just the headlines that they read with some of the stuff I've bought on myself and the silly stuff that's happened over the years. Uh, there's more to me than that. I love being a parent. You know, I, I think I, I consider myself a great father. I might not have been the best husband over the years, but I've been, always been a great father. Mm. 
Yeah, your kids. That's a kind of chapter from them, isn't there? Talking about you as well. So that that certainly. Comes and they're brutally across. honest. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they are. But I mean, was that was that tough to read? Yeah, it is. You know, like I know I've um, hurt them over the years, which is never easy as a parent to take because you sort of feel like that uh, you know you know you're your kid's hero, mm. and um, when you when you disappoint them and let them down like I have over the years, it's um, it's very tough to live with, but. Having said that, my relationship with my children, in a way, because of those things that happened over the years, has helped us talk a lot more. We communicate all the time, and we've got a very healthy relationship, a loving relationship that's full of respect too, and um, we all get along great. Yeah. One of the things I always used to like about you as well was that every Ashes series, you'd, you'd come up with a new delivery, even if you hadn't. <laughs> you'd get it into the batsman, the zooter, the flipper, the this and that. And that, and that was... That's, Don't forget the slider. The slider, slider, yeah, yeah. And of course, you did have a lot of deliveries, but it was about that, wasn't it? It was about getting into the English batsman's heads. Yeah, it was sort of... I was always trying to... Oh, look, I, I believe that sport is entertaining. You know, I believe that sport, we are entertainers, and I always tried to entertain when I played. I like to think I brought a lot of joy to people's life. Um, and I also, you know, when I'm coming up with new deliveries, I just planted the seed, has he or hasn't he? And yeah. I also think, you know, as if he's come up with a new ball, whatever. <laughs> I go to the computer and have a look. And um, when they were playing, you know, I might bowl on a leg break that goes straight and there's a bit of natural variation. Mm. Uh, and they go, hang on, that was, that, was that a new ball? I haven't seen that one before. So <laughs> I used to love that stuff, and I'm sure it gave the English guys a bit of a giggle too. Yeah. Now, you, you've, you've also said that the guy you'd send out the bat for your life was uh, Sachin Tendulkar. Not Tuffers then, Shane. We thought you might have gone with him. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tuffers. He's a great man. He's one of the real <laughs> life characters. Uh, you know, there should be more of people like Phil Tuffer. Yeah. He's a legend. Um, no, I enjoy his company, but I definitely wouldn't be sending toughest to bat for my life. All <laughs> probably field for my life for that matter. <laughs> no, that's probably true as well. Oh, dear. What about the state of Australian cricket now? Because it was a very awkward, the sandpaper gate and everything. It was a horrible time for everybody involved. And uh, I think the team is still, judging by what's going on against Pakistan, they're still coming to terms with all that, I think. Yeah, look, I think uh, you know, it was in quite embarrassing and very disappointing for the Australian team that the, you know, it's pretty, how does it get to the stage where you bring out sandpaper out into the field and we're going to sandpaper the ball to try and help us reverse swing? I mean, that's really disappointing to get to that. You know, the Australians' DNA has always been we're going to play hard, tough, uncompromising cricket, but fair. Hmm. That's how we played our sport. Um, so, as I said, it was very embarrassing and disappointing and hurtful to see that. But I think, in a funny way, it is, well, not a funny way, but I think what it means is that the Australian team has to earn the respect back of the cricketing community. And that takes a bit of time. And I think when away from the game, that both Smith and Warner and Bancroft, those guys there will be, you know, taking the year off and hopefully come back bigger and better. Because Warner and Smith are two of the best batsmen in the world. They're probably in the top five batsmen in the world, are those two. And Australia desperately need them because our batting at the moment is probably as poor as it's ever been uh, and as weak as it's ever been. I, I'm a big fan of Aaron Finch. I hope I hope he grabs his opportunity with both hands mm-hmm. um, because I think he can really play. And I, I believe that he, he could actually captain the Australian side. I think if he performs well enough and proves he can play uh, red ball cricket and test match cricket, then I think he could captain Australia too. 
Mm. And finally, Shane, um, if people who've watched cricket in Australia will be familiar with Daddles the Duck. He used to come on yeah. if somebody had a, a bad knock and they'd go out and Daddles would sort of walk across the bottom of the screen, quacking away. Now, Daddles... I didn't like him accompanying English batsmen. No, it wasn't always great when you watched England batsmen go. But Daddles is gone now um, because uh, Fox have taken over the cricket in Australia and you're part of that team. I'm surprised the Fox yep. team didn't... They weren't eating sort of duck a la ronge. Or, that would have been good. Daddles had been consumed by the Fox team. But you are, they've got a new duck and you are the voice of the duck, we read. Is this right? Yes, I've been practicing at the moment. I'm a bit like the penguin out of Batman. I haven't quite nailed it yet, um, but I hope that um, you know I'll get it by the time the summer starts. November fourth, I think, is our first international game that I can um, nail Daddles the Duck or the new Daddles the Duck or whatever we come up with it. Yeah, and you'll be hearing my voice and all those bats, and I'm going to apologise right now. <laughs> if you walk off and you've got the globe, you'll be hearing my voice quacking. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, look, good to talk to you, Shane. All the best with the book. Thanks for joining us. Good on you guys. Thanks very much for having me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, you see Andrei Yarmolenko, West Ham's uh, new signing yep. and uh, Ukrainian international. Mm. Uh, not the plumber, yeah. No, not the plumber. He's challenged a, a, a pundit, a Ukrainian TV football pundit, to a fight. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's upset after being criticised by TV commentator Vladimir Kobolkov. <laughs> That's his name. I didn't Vladimir Kobolkov. Vladimir Kobolkov. Yeah. I know that maybe they'll end up friends like Jamie uh, Carragher and Adrian, because I think Jamie wanted to punch Adrian out, didn't Well, he, he never one said one. that. He just he, he just said, pop down at the training ground and we'll have a, we'll sort we'll have a conversation. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it could be him and Kobolkov. They could be big mates. Well, they might Yarmo be, and Kobolkov. Who knows? They might end up. And this story, this is quite a troubling story, but an interesting story with yeah. a sporting background. Mm. A businesswoman who f- funded a flamboyant lifestyle by running Britain's biggest synthetic drug racket yeah. was ordered to repay £1.7 million yesterday. Mm. And uh, this woman, her name was Paula White, 49, she was an accountant. Oh, yeah. And she used to be a director of Widnes Rugby League Club and Chester City Football Club. Wow. 
I know, incredible story, amazing, mm. amazing thing. So uh, yeah, you might want to read that. I was talking of money as well. Oh yeah, uh, the members of Wimbledon Golf Club, because the All England Club, the tennis club, want to buy the golf course, yeah, the club, and expand, expand the courts, expand everything. You know, and they've got loads of money, and so they've made an offer. They've been trying to buy it for about two years, and they've made the members an offer. That even if you join like under ten years ago, you'll get eighty-five grand each member. If they accept the offer, we'll get £85,000. Do you know any members? Uh, Piers Morgan's a member. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, a well, he needs eighty five grand. He's looking he? very athletic there, playing yeah. golf. I don't think he's down to his last eighty five <laughs> grand. No. Yeah. Anton Deck are members of the club. Again, likewise, yeah. No, exactly. But also, because the way golf is at the moment, mm. you know, clubs are crying out for members. So if I, if I was a member of Wimbledon, I'd think to myself, for example, well, I'll have the eighty five grand, and then I'll go and play at Coombe Hill in Kingston. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> nice little advert for them. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're very loyal to your club, clearly, yeah. Andy. I did, of course, famously yeah. miss out. Now tell us, you t- now, and, th- and these were in the days when the, mm. the sum of money you're going to talk about was a lot of money, it wasn't it? Of money. It was a it Paul's was. win. It was equivalent. What year to that. was it? Would you say this happened? I would say it was about mm, early mid seventies. Okay, so the, let's take you back now to the mid seventies. The days of flares, uh, Slade <laughs> playing on the jukebox, quite possibly. The possibly could be the sweet Mark Boland, maybe. Although some Bowie people, for the more some people were on. more fashionable than that and wore uh, the new looking soft tailoring. What was the new look in soft tailoring? Well, it was tailoring? basically unconstructed shoulders. It was the Armani look, that oh, very soft Italian look. Yeah, that yeah, was. You were a bit more upmarket than me. I had yeah. a pair of two-tone Ruperts, <laughs> <laughs> three-button waistband trousers, and my lumberjack jacket. Yeah, well, fair I enough. bought from CNA in Ilford. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was in the fashion business. I was a bit older than you, and yeah, so uh, that's true. But still, quite a young quite man. Cutting edge. You like the Patrick Mower of your day, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> very much so. Yeah, <laughs> great name for the party. I was wearing. Uh, <laughs> Who says the Bridget? Yeah. Look him up. He's, look only, him he's up. still on Emmerdale. He's still working. Pat. He's Still out there. He's still, he's still big in the world of TV. And uh, I was wearing a, a, a sort of, I had this jacket and I had a nice yeah. uh, dark brown corduroy shirt, button down shirt. Oh, very dark smart. brown corduroy shirt. Uh, look at the producer. Would you be wearing the dark brown corduroy shirt? <laughs> well, the least fashionable yeah. Wouldn't man. Wouldn't be seen dead in <laughs> it, says the child. The least next fashionable door. man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's turned, isn't he? He's turned. <laughs> For goodness sake. So, anyway, where does that take And a paisley tie. So, were so you wearing it on this day? I was wearing it on this day. I was in. Uh, the RAC club where I was a member. It's in, was this in Piccadilly? Palmau. Palmau, yeah, yeah. Very fine. They've got a. Uh, Hank goes there. They've got a, a golf course. Hank, they let Hank Potts in. Hank's a Blimey, member. That, yeah. that place is gone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gone. And we must Good do afternoon, lunch Hank. there. And um, basically, uh, I was in the in the club yeah. wearing this outfit. And the bloke said to me, came up to me, he went, uh, excuse me, sir, you're, on, you're incorrectly dressed. You're yeah. not properly, in your own... you're improperly attired, I think is the correct word. Yeah. I mean, what are you talking about? I'm wearing a jacket. Yeah, you've told us what you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm telling you, Don't I'm take re- us back to that brown corduroy <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I'm reiterating. The I'm story reiterating. you told me yesterday about the issues you'd have, you're going to go back to the brown corduroy trousers <laughs> no, anytime soon. No, so. I didn't have that. Good. So I reiterated to the fellow exactly what you just said. Yeah. And he said, no, I don't care. You, you, uh, you know, you're not dressed. You'll have to leave the club. Wow. And I just thought, this is ridiculous. What a snobby, ridiculous place this is. Yeah. I mean, I love the facilities; a beautiful place, but I don't want to be a member here. It's disgusting. I'm leaving. You left. The flounced. You flounced. Flounced. You went it. off in a huff, That's, did you? You can take your membership. You can take your thing, and you can shove know, it. You, basically, you can shove it. Basically. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so fine. I didn't. That's it. And about what? Oh, so about a year later. Yeah. Uh, they it got sold. The RAC. In itself, got sold, and the and the club yeah. was part of it. Nice. And because you were a member of the club, you virtually had a or a share. Yeah, 
And so each member got £35,000. <laughs> Honestly, in the mid-70s. £35,000. A mansion with that. Just for a brown corduroy shirt. <laughs> and that could only happen to you, yeah, I know. What a disaster. All you had to do was suck it up from that posh bloke who looked down his nose <laughs> no, at you. I and could have done it. If I only had just taken it and just yeah, said, and just said gone home and thought, well, he's got a point. You could, honestly, you could have bought, a, I mean, really, mid-70s, you could buy two up and two down in, in London, probably out on the outskirts of London. For about seven grand, seven, eight grand, couldn't it? was you? a lot of money. It was at least the equivalent of that 85 grand. So there you yeah. go. Well, there we are. So uh, another reason Liverpool fans <laughs> can be cheerful today to hear Andy losing Missed that out. kind of money, all the Arsenal fans as well. They would have enjoyed that, no doubt. Marvellous. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for that story, Andy. It was, well, it was, uh, it was very enlightening. Gave us, uh, gave us all a bit of a feeling of schadenfreude, which, <laughs> is, which is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. I was reading about the World Memory Championships. Not that I'm thinking of entering. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, basically, one of the rounds involves pairing. I, I, let me tell you a very. I used to work with a fellow okay. once, and um, I was going through Arch, the Archway part of London, and uh, he said he used to live round here. And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah." He said, "I lived in that road." I said, "What about that?" He said, "My," uh, he said, "One of my neighbours was uh, a guy did a memory. They called him the Memory Man. What was his Leslie, Leslie Walsh? Yeah, he said one of my neighbours, Leslie Walsh." And I, no one and I did this, <laughs> and I said, um, and he said we drove down that road. He wanted to see the old place. And he said, uh, Leslie lived at, was it 16 or was it 18? Oh, you're having a lot. But no, he did, he, yeah. he did it without even trying and then wasn't quite aware of what he was doing. But anyway, take me back to the memory yes. uh, competition. I never, because Leslie Walsh was even before I was born. But that was on TV. This was a, an was act it? where a man, well, wasn't he? Wasn't he a telly I don't know. Act? I don't even, what was it? You don't I, remember the, the memory I, man. I don't remember. It's not going well, is it? So anyway, these memory championships oh, that you talk about. It's not off. that exciting, really. But they just have a, a round where it involves pairing names and faces. You'll give them 15 minutes yeah. to memorise as many names and faces as you can and the world record in should be easy for Max he's only got he's got under 15 <laughs> friends he'll yeah, be fine won't he? He told it's us 212 earlier. so there you go good mention it, but never mind. brilliant thank you for that to a good story about Leslie Walsh there we are that was this afternoon's show um, tomorrow the Times Rick Broadbent will be here he's written a new book about Leeds yeah I saw that and one for the kids Rack Sue are coming in <laughs> Um, we like Rack, we're not sure about Sue. <laughs> I do know. It's a bit like Ben Hur. <laughs> yeah. But, I do uh, know who they are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, on the yeah. X Factor, they yeah, won yeah, it, didn't yeah, they? They're right. very good. Good. Um, we can actually play the game Rack Sue with them tomorrow. <laughs> they don't know that yet, but we are. We'll explain all then. So until then, have a fine evening. Listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talksport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.